You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A lot of action, a lot of action in the woods this weekend. First off, thanks to our lovely friends at GunBroker.com for sponsoring this episode of Uncensored. They are not responsible for what comes out of our mouths after this point. I feel like I must clarify that. It'd be better if they were. <laughs> yeah. They do not assume responsibility. Remember that time that uh, Braden got hit on TikTok because he talked about the guy that has like the record buck in Indiana and he uh, told a whole story and it was all wrong. And then Paul introduced me to him at uh, to Huff at ATA yeah. and I had to tell him the whole story and it was really uncomfortable. He yeah. was cool about it, but. Non-traditional like total book. Ding. Yeah. It was beyond, like, me getting the story wrong. I, like, said a bunch of words that weren't even words and, like. George <laughs> 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 And the problem is, yeah, <laughs> Iraqistan. Yeah, we call that damning it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that is why Gun Broker is not responsible. Yeah. For... They know better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Dan, uh, you were just showing me a picture of some elk. Yes. I went back to land between the lakes. And they have an elk and bison preserve. I talked about this on a previous Uncensored. Uh, it's fenced. And last time we went, it was hot. 
and there was a bunch of bison, and we only saw two elk. It was a bull and a calf. Someone on YouTube <laughs> said that sounds like something Biden would say. I don't know what that means exactly, but that's what we saw. <laughs> this time we went. <laughs> Did it again. This time we went. We saw no bison, and we saw a ton of elk. We probably saw 30 elk because it's cool. This was like right as they were closing at 6 o'clock. And uh, it was really cool. I've never heard an elk bugle. Oh, so you before. got to hear some? Dude, it's unreal, isn't it? Especially if you're close and you can, like, feel it. It's funny. We stopped at the first elk, and, like, a little park person came by in her truck and pulled up. I was like, we're closing. And I, I literally just told Amanda I'd never heard an elk bugle before. And so he's like, we're closing soon. We just want to let you know. And, like, as she's talking, the elk bugles. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> thanks. Like, we can go now. Yeah, but then they were still bugling when we went around. So, yeah, no, went, went scouting uh, again. This would be the fourth time i've been scouting so uh amanda went with me she just hung out at the car with the puppy and uh i did five miles this time through the woods ran into a bunch of new trail cams so mm. uh obviously other people are getting out there and starting to scout too what'd you um, do when you saw them made them well <laughs> i mark them on my onyx so smart i, I assume someone's gonna hunt there oh, okay. and don't I'm assuming there's really only one spot to park even close to this hunt area. So I assume we're all going to be at this parking lot. Uh, Could you see tracks, traffic? Because, I mean, it was wet, so I would assume that like there would footprints? be footprints. Yeah, tracks in the mud. or I no. saw some in, in the mud, but it was, like, near water, so it could have been from any time in the last month probably. Uh, I didn't see a lot of, a lot of traffic, no. Hmm. That I, I feel like every I probably saw three cameras and they were all different brands, so I'm assuming they're three different hunters. Um, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. No one else had security boxes on their cameras, uh, except you, except me. So okay. you took them. <laughs> so I, so I am now three cameras richer. I no, <laughs> I use three different camera brands, and no security boxes could be hunting against one guy. Yeah, I used but to you don't hunt brands. public. <clears throat> no, I mean that. I'm saying re that's irrelevant. Well, I was just reading into the no security boxes as they're probably decent people, right? Or, or stupid, dumb. <laughs> or dumb, <laughs> or very rich, or very yeah. rich. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, I'm just maybe hoping, they just couldn't find one. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> hoping everyone's cool. I actually just saw on Facebook someone was at Otter Creek uh, this weekend and Fishing? got into a fight with another fly fisherman, oh, and boy. they had to call the cops. Oh, that's awesome! I would I would love to see two fly what, fishermen what? fight. It's like two John Denver's fighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slap it's, fight. It sounded Zen. like it sounded like this guy who was talking about it was new to fishing, and he might have been drifting into another guy's hole that he was you know he was downstream and where he was going upstream the other guy was floating down oh, they so, were like kayaking no they were oh. they were waiting i'm oh, assuming okay, they were okay. right by the parking lot but so uh, take the opportunity to teach him to teach him yeah. like talk yeah. to him about it yeah just Every, like the guy that we encountered on the river yeah everyone not everyone's thinking with the same set of logic that you are yeah everyone on the on the forum was uh was saying, hey, this isn't how it normally is. None of us have had any of this experience, but apparently the guy that got upset was like, I will kill you. I will kill you. That's like, I called the sheriff. The sheriff for a 10 inch stocked <laughs> trout <laughs> that you drove saying. an hour for. That's what everyone was saying. So, Goodness. So, uh, I love that so much. 
So yeah, I, I just, want people to think that it's like that down there. Just less yeah. people show up. Just like, it's a super. It's an absolute brawl every time you go. You got to yeah. fight for. I would say that that's my biggest concern right now with my quota hunt is just ruining someone else's hunt, pissing someone off. You know, just awkward tension in the woods, especially if we're both camping out at the same. The fact that you're mindful yeah. of it. Yeah, you're fine. I have kind of a segue off of that from my weekend. Uh, We can go back into your story, but that's kind of the end of my story. Set up new trail cams, walked around a bunch, found a scrape, found a scrape, found a rub. (laughs) So blown by a doe. Was it artisanal? (laughs) Blown at? (laughs) No, I got blown by a doe. I also got blown at by a doe. Here we go. Dang it. <laughs> We're like 10 minutes in. Yeah. No, it was bad. <laughs> Gunbroker. Podcast sponsored by gunbroker.com. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that was fun. Well, Brain was going <laughs> to well, segue well, into my hunter story. Well, and then it got weird, so you ruined yeah, it. Well, right. don't invite me on um, the podcast. Okay, but for real, because we can, we can segue into Brayden's, because I think it'll be the same. Is your strategy then, because like you, you keep going back, and you're hiking different places, and I know you found some spots that you think are good but like is your strategy because you're so afraid that you're gonna like piss off other people or run into other hunters like you're just trying to find multiple spots so that if you go there and someone is there that day you can like you know of another spot to go to exactly that and so i have multiple spots with for multiple wind scenarios because i'm gonna be out there three days so i'll be able to hunt a bunch of different a, a bunch of different spots but mainly my thing is is this a spot I don't think anyone else will get to? So okay. they're mostly further away, at least a mile. So Okay. All right. Segue. Well, my segue is just about, like, spots and people, like, impeding on oh. spots. Did you see the p- picture of the, the couple on his trail cam and the woman was hiking in pajama pants? <laughs> oh, I can what? talk about this, too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk about the first Were you thing in first. Indiana? Uh, yeah. Were you in Crawford County? Because that makes well, sense. You just blowing this man what are you doing I don't know where he girl is. yeah I would, i'm gonna not go into that but uh <laughs> okay if you were in indiana this makes sense okay yeah for yeah. people yeah. hiking in pajamas <laughs> yeah for sure right absolutely <laughs> i'll be watching she's trying to say this parking lot at this wma <laughs> i don't know okay for the record the she people, doesn't even know i have no idea where <laughs> yeah, he she was doesn't know. Yeah. i picked a county that i thought was most likely for people to hike in pajamas i i don't tell erica where i hunt so she doesn't shoot all my bucks so yeah she has no idea okay i'm just kidding you do know but uh the segue was just about like people like being uh, considerate about like other people in the woods and like where they're setting up or whatever so this is public, and turns out it was there was three of us that went out uh, Saturday morning. It was like me, Tucker, and Phil, and we kind of set up in a line, like and it's the only spot that has like really any promise for a north wind for us, like we and especially this time of year. And so we kind of set up in a line, facing up at this ridge where we know bucks kind of like cruise down through. Like there's a bunch of finger ridges down there, and they just will hop and like check out all these points. So we're just trying to catch something rolling through. And so, so you're down shooting uphill. Uh, it's it's kind of flat where we're at. Okay. I mean, we're only like we're bow hunting, so yeah. I mean, like we're it's like a thirty yard radius, and most of the radius there's a little bit of uphill at one point, but uh, but yeah, so we're in a line, and the way we hike in, there's a logging road, like uh, there's like a a path from a parking lot, and then we like connect on the logging road, and the logging road's like spider web all throughout this area. It's crazy. I've got them. 
a bunch of them mapped on my phone, and it looks insane on Onyx. Um, but anyway, we get up in there early. Like, we get there. There's, like, this blue truck in the parking lot that has been there, like, the last three times I've been there, morning and night. And me and Phil kind of are just like, that truck's just, like, abandoned or something funky. I don't know. Somebody disappeared in those woods. <laughs> yeah, and, and would not be surprised. And so we got there extra early and got set up. Well, I'm, like, I'm up the tree and, like, shut off my light. And the uh, it was, like, almost a full moon, but it was, like, very, like, 98% cloud cover. It was very, very, very dark. And so I'm just sitting there in complete darkness. Can't see my hand, like, this close to my face. And out of the corner of my eye, I see kind of, like, a twinkle uh, coming through the woods. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, it's a headlamp, like, really far away. Um and I'm just like, there's literally nothing else for me to look at because it's so dark. So I'm just like sitting here watching this this headlamp. Next thing I know, there's another headlamp, and I'm like, ah, Next to it. yeah, yeah, with it. Like they're together, two guys probably just walking into the woods together. And I'm like, what are the odds that they come over to my area? You know, <laughs> and sure enough. They get closer and closer and closer and closer. And next thing I know, they're kind of like lighting up like some of the trees kind of in my area and I'm like no way like this is a weird spot that I'm in like I know I went through like through three ravines like over and under a bunch of trees like there's no way and they got closer so then I like kind of flashed my headlamp at them just like letting them know like hey I'm I'm over here kind of thing and still coming and so what I don't know is like were they down in the ravine they couldn't see my light or whatever and they're still coming. So I flash my light again. Still coming. I'm like, no way. Like, they for sure see me at this point. Like, the light How? is starting to light up me and my tree. Oh, so they're close. It's now. getting close. I mean, I'm like on the edge of their view for sure. But when I flash my headlight, there's a headlamp. There's no way they're not seeing it. So then I was like, oh, boy. Okay. If these are these types of folks that, like, see my headlamp are going to keep coming this way, like, this could get hairy. So I just took my uh, my headlamp, and it has a red flashing setting. And I just took it and, like, turned it on my hat and, like, faced it directly towards him and just, like, flash, flash, just strobed him with a red light for however long. And then finally they turned around after, I don't know, I never could hear him for more than, like, maybe 10 seconds. They got, like, close enough for me to hear him for, like, 10 seconds. And then they finally saw my, my light. Well, uh, come to find out, <laughs> same thing happened to them uh, with Tucker. So Tucker was going up his tree, saw them coming, flashing with their lights. So these dudes come <laughs> just coming to all your spots. If they would have kept going, I, Phil never said he saw them, but if they'd have kept going, they'd have hit Phil. <laughs> so they're just like, this uh, public land is stupid. Like, we're done. We're done with this place. Uh, but if they were thinking the way we were thinking, there's really not a lot of places to hunt that area on the north wind. So I'm not surprised that they were in the general vicinity. But I was shocked that they were coming, like, to my tree. And that's the tree that I shot my buck out of last year, uh, which is interesting. So I got a little, we got a little more competition back there. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, we walk out after hunting. Oh, I should tell the hunting story there too. I shouldn't just skip the whole hunt, I guess. Uh, it started kind of like raining a little bit when the sun was coming up. It was just real light, kind of misty and felt very deary. It was, it was like, uh, the temperature was dropping basically as the sun was coming up and the wind was all right. It was too windy probably, uh, for, for what we were liking, but, uh, not bad, like huntable. And 
I eventually see Phil, like I didn't know exactly where he climbed up, but over to my right, I eventually see like an orange hat kind of bobbing through the woods and he goes off to a different spot. And while he's going that way, he's like, Hey, I, uh, I think I heard something down in the ravine off to where you're at. And I was like, okay. So I'm like kind of paying attention in that direction. And maybe like an hour and a half later, uh, I just hear like absolute crashing through the woods, like <laughs> blitzing through the woods. And I'm like, what the heck? And I look over and this doe comes like sprinting up and out of this ravine, just like bust through onto the scene. And I'm like sitting there watching her. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's being chased for sure. So now I'm waiting for this buck that's chasing her. <laughs> and sure enough, I hear more crashing and I'm like reaching for my bow. Like, oh my gosh, here we go. And busts out. And I'm like, oh man, it's another doe. Well, as he, as he slowed down, I realized he was a little forky. Oh. <laughs> and this dude was bop, 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 like going crazy, grunting like every five steps, <laughs> sprinting after this doe. And this doe was like, oh my God, like running for its absolute Get this life. Teenager off Literally, me. dude. Like she couldn't stand it. And she was just busting. So they, they come like running behind me. And then she goes out a ways. Kind of, they kind of loop around. He follows her, and then she, she never breaks stride this whole time. And she comes, like, basically runs right at my tree, and at the last second kind of takes a left and runs right in front of me and then busts up this ridge, like, up the hill. Well, he, I was, if she was going to stop, I was going to shoot her. She didn't. She just kept going. And then this buck came right behind her, and then he stopped at, like, 10 yards. And he's still sitting there, like, grunting, his mouth hanging open. He's like, <laughs> He's fired up. And so then I got my phone out and I videoed it. I'll send it to Wayne so it's in the short or whatever. But uh, he, like, standing there, and I'm, I'm watching him watch this doe run out of his life. And he's like, ah. He decides to keep going after <laughs> He takes off running again, and he grunts, like, three or four times. Gets up the hill, stops again. And uh, I was kind of hoping that the doe would, like, loop back around and kind of come down this logging road, and I was going to try to get her to stop. She never did. She just went up and out of his life and didn't sound like he caught up with her. I think at some point he just kind of peeled off because I couldn't really hear him running around anymore. Uh, but they were absolutely – he was chasing for yeah. sure. It's it's on. It's time. So, well, and I've, I told you all last week – I can't remember if I was on the episode or not, but I've seen three now dead deer on the side of the highway. Yeah. All young bucks. Yep. And so I don't know if it's like a – they're just – they're dumber – when all that the testosterone hits their body, and so they're the ones that yeah. get hit by cars because they're just dumber. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm curious about the biology perspective. Somebody might know. The doe that that buck is chasing is she in estrus, and he smells that, and so he's intent on going after her, or is it he's just pumped with testosterone and he's horny, and so anything is going to get chased. I think it'd be more of that, right? Because if she had any interest, she wouldn't be like, well, they're not always just cause they're in estrus. They'll just take any suitor. Right. That's true. That's they, they will be choosy. Well, I do know that like, you kind of think of the, the doe estrus, like a bell curve a little bit. Like we're kind of at the beginning of the bell curve where it's kind of starting to like kick up and you're getting like more does going into estrus, but it's still like a fairly low percentage right now compared to like what it'll be in two or three weeks. Like when they're peaking. Yeah. Uh, so odds are she wasn't, she's, Right. In some what estrus? I don't know. Well, Odds are it would be that she's not, but I don't is, know. It could be that she is and like not all of them are gonna 
hop yeah. at the, like, right. really horrible yeah. yeah but at the same time it's like maybe she is and then like the other ones are gonna like hit it in yeah but what, i guess two weeks and then we'll hit the 30 days later my yeah. question is not about the bell curve hmm. is she in estrus at all and he smells it and yeah. that's why he's chasing her or is he just he's chasing? a female because he's horny it doesn't she's is a she, female yeah he's just oh. chasing whatever I, yeah. don't, I don't know the answer to that because we were talking about the bell curve thing because i was asking the question of like do all does uh run like when they're being like you know a buck is chasing them like even if they want that buck do they still run like hell away from them or do they give them like do they slow down like and tucker said that they still play hard to get in his experience they still play hard to get but uh they're they'll eventually kind of like stop and like they hook up but uh yeah i don't know i've interesting yeah Somebody, somebody knows. Somebody out there will tell us. Yeah. Do they just chase any doe, or are they chasing <coughs> ones that they scent? smell something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of biology, I have a question. No oh boy. So when uh, a male deer loves a female doe, how are deer? So this property that I'm hunting, it had a bunch of the uh, you know clear field that had grown up with. CRP yeah, or CRP type stuff and it had been there and it looked too thick to hunt when I was scouting this time when I scouted and I noticed this when I was driving in all of the cleared fields in between the lakes had like big tractors clearing and the field right by me was just cleared cut so it's just all you know big branches that are six inches up off the ground maybe cut just all the way across are deer going to use that? Because it's not like a crop field or anything. Is if, that now an op, an option to hunt? Uh, Were they like cut hay? It wasn't hay, and I'm not sure if they do it every year. It seemed like a lot of growth for one year of growth. If it was intentional for the upcoming hunt, because mm-hmm. the whole land between the lakes is all quota hunting that same time. I just didn't know if like, oh, now that this is clear cut, does that mean they're doing this so that the deer won't bed down in this or because people are going to hunt it uh i mean a lot of that like value to the deer is not going to be until that stuff greens up yeah and they can actually eat it if those stumps were cut but they're going to sprout offshoots in the spring then they'll eat the green leaves from a nutrition nutritional standpoint i I don't think it's a value to the deer and from a bedding perspective they're probably going to want more cover than just six inches of grass so it's probably you could look at the edges see if there's any brows like if they're using it to like walk through there more you could look at like the tree line and see like are they just rolling through there quickly browsing on whatever's on the edge yeah okay do you think the management cleared it to push them into the woods more that's kind of that's kind of what i was wondering or do they just shooting lanes they're trying to open it up more for youth or whatever that need better sight line of sight to shoot yeah but then once again if the deer don't want to be out in that field they'll, they'll stick the edge you think yeah okay and that's an option too then i mean shoot dude when we were turkey hunting those deer walked right across that cut field that's true yeah, who knows yeah all right so when we walked out of the woods that blue truck i was telling you guys about <laughs> 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 uh we don't know exactly what happened, but 
like I said, it has been there the last few times we've been out there, and we kind of assumed it was abandoned. It's a nice, like, really cool old, like, old blue truck. I would love to have it. And uh, I get out of the woods first, and I see that the truck is still there, and I'm just like, okay, whatever, still there. So I'm, like, putting all my stuff up. And then all of a sudden this brown truck pulls up, and the blue truck was parking half of the entrance to where I was parked. And now the brown truck blocked the entire entrance to where I'm parked. And he gets out, and I'm, like, kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, like, waved when he rolled up. And I don't know if he waved back or whatever. I couldn't see in. I'm just, like, a little little heightened awareness are by, here. Are you by yourself? Yeah. And I'm... So they they parked to block the entrance together. The blue truck that where it has been has always been kind of blocking half the entrance okay. to this parking lot, where the brown truck pulled in right next to the blue truck blocked. I could kind of get frisky and get out of there if I had to. Like there's a like a big drop, but I could. Uh, but the road like they're blocking the whole road mm. like technically where I could get out. And so the brown truck like I'm just kind of watching out the corner of my eye like dude gets out walks over to the blue truck and taps on the window and i'm like what the heck and then the truck starts and i'm like what the heck is there somebody in there like what's going on the window rolls down and then next tucker's coming out of the woods now towards the truck i'm like okay so we're gonna have to we're leaving soon and these two trucks are barking and we just gotta wait on phil here uh and he gets out and the window rolls down on the blue truck and they start talking I'm like, what the heck? Like, dude, this guy's just—we thought he was maybe hunting. He's been or, there three other times. Yeah, like, is it just like we're on the same schedule or what's going on? And so then, uh, the guy from the brown truck comes over and he's like, "Are y'all gonna need to get out?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Am I blocking the?" And I was like, "I mean, I could kind of get around you if you need me to, but I'd like to use the road." He's like, "Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'll move." And I was like are y'all all right? And uh, out of the blue truck, I hear like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. And then the guy from the brown truck <laughs> goes, yeah, he, it's my buddy here. He, he's been waiting on me. He got here this morning and accidentally fell asleep and has been asleep all morning. So he like at four in the morning was sitting there, I guess, maybe waiting for his hunting buddy. No. I don't know. He's what been was... there three other times you've, or two I know, other times. I know. Sounds like a broke back mountain. Oh. I, well, they look like hunt. Uh, the one guy, I never saw the blue truck guy, but the brown truck guy was wearing like camo pants and like a brown hoodie. So he looked like he had been hunting and he'd come out of the woods same time we did, which is about like, I think 1230 or something like that. Mm. So about the time a lot of people are kind of working out. And, and then they, uh, he's like, yeah, he's fine. He just, he was waiting on me and accidentally fell asleep and da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, me and truck or me and Tucker get in the truck and Phil texts and is like, hey, I'm coming out a different way. Come pick me up or whatever. And so while I'm texting, I'm like, okay, whatever. I look up. Both the trucks are gone. So I guess they just got out of there. I don't know. I'm still, I have no idea. And then this is, this is the same area where we've got the people walking around in pajama bottoms. <laughs> and we've got an unmarked ice cream truck that has been parked out there that I've seen. Oh, gosh. And he's parked off in this little, like, pull-off spot, not a camping spot. I've seen him there at, like, 3 and 4 in the morning. And one time saw him, like, we were driving out of the woods. He's standing there, like, out front. Before he can see me, I, like, saw him. He's, like, standing out in front of his ice cream truck smoking a cigarette. And me and Phil drive by, and I, like, I'm in the passenger seat. And we drive by, and, like, I see him. I know he sees me, and I wave. And he just, like, stares at me 
we're driving slow. He stares at me for a long time and then finally gives me like a yeah. Okay. And never waved, just gave me a yeah. Like confirming to me that he's been beating the snot out of somebody in the back of his ice cream truck for the past like six hours. Like I don't know what the heck he was doing, but I know exactly what this is. <laughs> I, enlighten me. <laughs> this is okay. where Erica lives. Yeah. Have you seen Deliverance? No. no. Okay. <laughs> this is the hunting version of Deliverance and I need you to watch it. They're hunting they're hunting like, a different type of young buck. Oh, I'm being hunted, you think? I, I think you if I think you if you are where I think you are, I think that they don't mess around in that area. And oh, like shoot. they are likely Casing them. very poverty ridden people and they don't have a lot of housing and that some at least the ice cream truck guy that's where he lives he's not there all the time well, he well probably yeah he's around. got a float same spot that was the same thing when we went turkey hunting there was a car that we we're like oh someone's living in that car. no they had like a a pot or something where they had cooked next to it <laughs> remember and then when we came back up it was gone it was like oh it'd be car dishes. camping you know no man no no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There's there's all kinds of weird stuff that goes on out there. That I was telling, I think it was Dan, I was telling him, like, if it wasn't for the human activity out there, it'd be the best, like, most fun place to hunt. But I always have to be on my toes because you just never, anytime I bring anybody out there, I'm like. Dude, that's a lot going on. Weird stuff. Trips. Weird stuff happens out here. Uh, there's great bucks in the area, but weird stuff happens. And this is, I, I don't know. I can't tell like specific stories because people are going to know exactly where it, because there's like some famous stuff that has happened in this area, but I'll def I'll tell y'all yeah, afterwards, but yeah, dude. So, uh, love it there. Just always got to have your, uh, little brother with you because it's, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Head on a swivel. Yeah. Not a, not a solo hunt. No, I know. I don't think I've ever solo hunted out there. Um, but yeah, so we're going back Friday. Uh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to watch Deliverance before Okay. Then. I don't know if I will. Do you Maybe know anything just... about Deliverance? Uh-uh. Oh, man. I've heard that. I mean, it's just like a banjo. It's, it's no. famous. Yeah, you, it's just please, like a banjo. Please watch it. <laughs> it's famous uh, last words. I don't want like extra Halloween scary night. stuff. It'd be a good Halloween movie movie in a sense don't watch it until after hunting season i was about to say i don't think i want (laughs) yeah i don't think i want extra yeah i yeah i i I keep wanting to say things that will tell people exactly where it is i can't Mm so yeah yeah, i'll move on but we're gonna we're gonna go hunt um our our favorite spot like all of our hunting spots is out there and it's on friday we have a good wind we were supposed to have the same wind on uh saturday when we were going out there but friday night i saw that it wasn't we went out Friday night too and just didn't see anything. There's nothing really much to report on that. So, uh, yeah, we're first time hunting the bull in, for me, two years. So, pretty excited. Last time I was there, Phil shot a buck. So, yeah. You all still have a camera out there? No. There's, but there's three scapes, scrapes within like 30 yards. That's I exciting. Mean, it's, yeah. it's stupid. So, we get a good wind. It's, it's the time of the year. It's supposed to be, uh, south, which is what we need. So, as long as it stays with that. We're in business. Well, we have conflicting desires because I need a north wind. So does Erica. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah, because I was like, man, I was going to go out this weekend, but it's a north wind, yeah. and maybe I'll go out in the morning. Do it. Or Wednesday morning. Well, so, so yesterday, I didn't have a favorable wind, and I just, I was like, screw it. I got four hours clearance from Liz to go, and so I just went, 
So you might just need to pull some of those. But, okay, so if I do that and get winded, like, am I just screwing it up for, like, the, like the whole season or the next few days? Potentially. But you could also hunt an edge with where the wind is favorable. So if you're looking at a rectangle, yeah, go to the far corner of where it's favorable. And just don't hunt all the way in. If you know where which direction the deer are coming from. I mean, you can kind of, that's what I did. I hunted my way into a property that's my secondary property and, you know, hunted one edge, basically the property. Just see what would happen. What happened? Uh, I, well, I'm hunting from the ground because my sticks and platform are out at the other farm. Oh, yeah. And so, is it still working? It just went out on me. That was weird. Um, I, I got, situated in a spot and i was sitting there and i've i've had you all have been to the alley between the two fields out at the yeah the old farm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's always rubs and scrapes so i'm sitting back there and i'm just kind of squatting like a catcher and i see a deer coming in and i'm watching it and then he's like locked on my eyeballs mm-hmm. <laughs> like stare down contest did you do the squint no, I tried to like not breathe, swallow anything. Was it a bug? Yeah, it was a little forky. Okay. So he comes in, he's kind of looking at me, a little stomp, trying mm-hmm. to get me to move, do something. And I'm just standing there staring at him. And then he just slowly backs up a couple steps and turns around. So uh, I sat there for a little bit longer and then I went out to the backfield, which um, if I do hunt this farm again this season, I think this is where I'm going to hunt from. There's a little patch of woods that connects to some neighboring patches of woods and a creek valley down, you know, fingers like over this way that then comes into our property, which they come through that and then cut across this big clear cut field to the wooded area next to a pond, lots of bedding right in there. So I think I'm going to hunt that edge because there's a couple trees that I can get up into, but I'm standing there and I see a fawn. I can't tell if it's a buck or a doe it's it's very young like it still has the stuffed animal face you know fuzzy looking so it comes in the middle field i'm just kind of watching it through my binoculars it's nibbling on some leaves and stuff and it did the weirdest thing i've seen deer bed down where they kind of get to a spot and they just you know kind of work themselves down this thing like sprinted two steps and dropped and i (laughs) thought it i spooked it and it took off and there was kind of like a, a rise and fall in the hill right there. So, and I, I just assumed it took off into the woods, and lost sight of it completely. Well, 30 minutes later, I decided to cut closer across the field to where it was because there's a entrance and exit hole. And I jumped that deer. It had <laughs> bedded down with like a two foot sprint, like a baseball slide, basically. I've That's never awesome. seen one bed down so aggressively. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's tired, so yeah. man. but it, this was quote unquote, a throwaway hunt. I wasn't expecting anything. I haven't been scouting this farm. I don't plan on planning it, hunting it hard. It was just kind of go see what's out there, mess around. Um, all that to say, like I, I literally 20 minutes before I left the house was sitting on the couch with my head in my hands. Like, should I even go it's crappy weather? The wind sucks. And Liz is like, don't go if you're not going to be able to go out there and enjoy yourself. Even if it sucks, stay home because I'd rather you not take time from us and then come home and be in a bad mood or whatever. <laughs> and that's where I was like, you know what? Screw it. 
I've got time to go. I'm just going to go out there and walk around and screw it up, see a couple deer. But I did have the luxury of a secondary property. But just hunt it the okay. least intrusive way possible. If you got time to go, they're moving. This is broad daylight. I mean, this was 1030 to 230. Yeah, I, I have bucks on in daylight now. Well, one. His antler was broke. Like half of it. Elliot. A unicorn. No, <laughs> it was like Elliot. a, what do you say, like a five five over here? And then like this oh. one was like. You didn't see the picture of it? No. I haven't showed you the picture. I'll show you the picture later. It's five over here? So it used so to be a, five over here? Yeah. You think? Maybe four. Or is it like is the this, form? It was big. Is his body is big? Uh, it was straight on in the camera. Mm. It was like posing. Uh, so you don't want to shoot it with one antler? I don't know. Gotta be cool, it sounds like. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's way outside his ears. Wide boy. Huh? Yeah, broke it. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd shoot that he or not. Useful. I'd give that boy another year. He's going to be, be a monster. Stout. We got that, uh, where that pajama bottom lady and her man were walking through. Uh, were they smoking cigarettes? They weren't. They weren't. They were just cruising. Uh, and they went walked by our trail camera, and then four minutes later, saw him walk, pat, walk back past it. We had just put the trail cam there. And so we're like, great, like no deer are going to come through. And then a Forky comes by the next night. And then last night, this is a spot where we found like the most consistent, like fresh rubs. I mean, there's like a full rub line and then additional rubs that were they're crossing. He's crossing back and forth from this logging road. And we're like, man, this, if we can figure out who's doing this, you know, we might, we might be in business. We got a Forky on there twice. And I think it's that same Forky that I showed you off from the video where he was, like, grunting and running. It looks mm. the exact same, like, real skinny. Um, and then we got this big old eight-point that came through last night walking down that logging road. So that's mm. a that's a really good spot because it's not far from the road. And if they're not too worried about people, you know, walking down that road for whatever. I mean, it's not like – it's not a trail. This isn't like a hiking trail. These are people. They, they, I don't know what they were doing. Has them stashed. I bet you they come there consistently, and they're like scent. Is well, we've got a camera out there, and we've had it there for I guess like eight or nine days. We've only got them once, so we'll see if we can get them again. But I mean, they would have had to have been silly to not see our trail camera, though. I mean, it's mm. right there. So they didn't. Do, they didn't touch it or do anything. They just walked right by it. Hmm. But yeah, it's a. I'll tell y'all more about this. This I area. want to know more about what people are doing in the woods that are not. Yeah, this hunting, is kind of foraging. Maybe they were foraging. It was at six forty-two. No, no they were not foraging. This was at six forty-two in the evening, in like hunting season, and they're walking around, not on a trail. No backpacks. Like, no, no, like bright red mm-hmm. clothes. Like one guy's wearing navy. She's wearing red and PJs. Like it's. I don't know. This spot, it just, it makes you kind of wonder about, like, what are people doing out <laughs> on, like, what's going on out there? <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah, anyway. Growing some of them crack rocks out in the Maybe. trees. Maybe. Yeah. All right, well, it's time. I bet next Right time, around the corner. I bet next uncensored someone's going to have killed a deer. Yeah. I hope so, dude. Hope so. The juices are flowing. It's obvious. Yeah. About that time. Be, it's going to be fun. Cool. Everybody in the office is getting out, so make sure you guys are too. Um, t- tell us your stories. T- tell us about the stuff we talked about. What are you seeing out there? What's what's uh, what's a buck chasing scent or genetics? 
biology? What do you call that? I don't know. Is is it a she or is it a smell that he's chasing? Yeah. Uh, log this show. Make sure you hit the plus sign. Get your points. Make sure you redeem that reward for that Gunbroker Blaze hat and vest because they're going to be gone here very quickly. Get them secured and they shipped out to you by soon. The time you, uh, by the time you listen to this, they might be gone. Might be. Act quick. We'll see you all next week. See you.